Hi, I'm Tony Preckwinkle, Chair of the Cook County Democratic Party. I'd like to welcome you to The 80, our podcast about the party, its candidates, and its leaders. We're beginning the podcast by interviewing our elected Democratic committee people to discuss their backgrounds and thoughts about the history and future of the Democratic Party. Today, I'm excited to welcome Senator Maddie Hunter, who is with us as in her role as committee person of the 20th Ward. Now, I am very grateful to you for taking time to be with us today, Senator. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you got in politics. You've been in the state legislature for quite some time. Yes, thank you, President um, Preckwinkle, for having me. Yes, I've been in the the legislature as a state senator for uh, 17, actually I can officially say 18 years because next month it'll be 18 years. All right, how about that? That's a long, that's yes, a long yes. tenure. It's a long, it's a long tenure, yes, but um, you know, I enjoy every bit of it. Did you did every you serve in the state it. house before you went to the Senate, or how did you come to your I did not. I went directly into the Senate. My uh I preceded uh Senator Margaret Smith, who resigned due to illness, and I was appointed to that position. And I've been serving ever since. Now, Margaret Smith was an iconic figure on the south side of Chicago. Actually, the, Absolutely. the widow of uh, another senator, right? Uh, senator Fred Smith? Is that Fred, Fred Smith, that's correct. Okay. And you know what? Fred served in the House for a short period of time, and then he served in the Senate. And so then he passed away. And another rep, I can't think of his name, but I know who he is, represented Fred seat in the Senate. And then Margaret Smith ran against him the next term and she and beat won. him. And won. And she won. And so Margaret served in the Senate for um, 23 years. Fred served for 28 years. And so when I went into the Senate, I had some huge shoes to fill. Between them, they served more than 50 years <laughs> in the body. Absolutely. They sure did. And, and, and believe me, uh, they passed some wonderful uh, ground-shaking uh, legislation that their names are still on there now, you know, while they were there. So tell me what you're most proud of in your Senate career. Well, I've uh, transformed a great deal of health and human services in the state of Illinois. That's been your focus? Uh, my, my focus has primarily been health and human services issue. We've been dealing with a lot of health disparity issues. Um, issues dealing with women, issues dealing with children. Uh, I passed the first Juneteenth Day bill in Illinois, um, recognizing Juneteenth as a holiday, the, um, the third Saturday, couldn't get the day of the week, third Saturday in June. I passed the bill focusing on uh, creating a commission to study the transatlantic slave trade um, I've done some um, obesity bills. I mean, I've been doing all kinds of stuff over the years. Yes. But I, I know that you're proudest of your work in, in sort of health and human services. Absolutely. Yes. Now, after, after, yes. after doing all that good work and continuing to do that good work in Springfield, you decided you wanted to be a leader in the Democratic Party. What prompted you to go in that direction as well? Well, I've lived here uh, in the 20th Ward for um, 
about 20, 24 years, 24, 25 years. And so we've had some, some, tr some transitions going on within the committeeman position as well as the alderman position, some issues. And I was not happy. My, my, the, the, the constituents in the, in the ward were not happy. They wanted stability. They wanted leadership, you know, and I was asked four years prior to that to run. And I did not want to run against a sitting incumbent, you know, an incumbent. I just did not want to do that because of respect. Uh, since I'm, I am an elected official already, I, don't, I, I wouldn't want, you know, a, a colleague to run against me. And so it was just out of respect. But then I saw that not a whole lot was being done. The judges were complaining. The constituents were complaining. They were asking, well, who to vote for? And, you know, just so forth and so on. And so some friends of mine who lived in the, in the ward approached me and asked if I would run. And I said, well, if I decide to run, what role will you play? Are you just going to sit back on the sideline and let me carry the whole weight? Or are you going to roll up your sleeves and work with me? And so they said, well, I'm here for you. I have some friends here for you. We'll help you raise the money that's needed. And the rest is history. And here I am. So in response to concerns that you had personally and, and your constituents uh, presented to you, you decided you would be a candidate. Yes, ma'am, I did. We did. The 20th Ward has had some challenges in terms of uh, its elected officials and their um, being enmeshed in the criminal justice system. So right. I know that that has, uh, that has reflected badly on the 20th Ward and we're grateful that you were willing to kind of step up and, and change the direction. Give, give, us, give us an idea of what you think the Democratic Party ought to be doing here in Cook County and nationally. Well, we're gonna have to start paying more attention to, to, to what our, um, our constituents are saying. The complaints, we need to talk to them to find out what they suggest, what are their recommendations, how do they see things? Because, you know, I found out since, since being uh, an elected official as a state senator, Every day we are so close to the issues, you know, that sometimes you can't see the perimeters, you know. And so oftentimes I try to talk to uh, the constituents to see what, to find out if they see the same thing that I see and, and if they feel the same way that I feel. And most of the time they do not feel and see the same things that I see and feel. So therefore you talk to them. You know, sometimes in the restaurants, you go into the bars, go into the hair salons, the beauty, the barber shops, up and down the street, and you just have to talk, knock on the doors. You have to talk to people to find out what are they saying, and you have to listen to them. And I think the same thing needs to happen uh, nationally. You know, we do we do have national elected officials here, and we talk to them as well. But I think the National Party, as well as, as the, uh, the, the local Democratic Party, probably need to have some, some, um, some focus groups or uh, some kind of maybe ward by ward or regional. Ward by ward is a lot of, a lot of it's time consuming, but I think in the long run it pays. It, it works out well on, in the long run. And if you can't do it uh, ward by ward, then um, 
or township by township because the suburban areas are included in the, in the county piece. Perhaps a regional, have some regional meetings just to hear from the people. If everyone, and everyone cannot speak, but you can fill out a card and put your suggestions and recommendations in a box or pass it on to someone to turn it in. And let's hear from the people to see what they have to say. You know, uh, I, I'm from the old school of politics. I came, I came out of the Ralph Metcalf days. That's how I really got involved in politics, you know? And I, I got tell involved Tell us that story. Tell us that story. <laughs> I got involved with politics because I was growing up in Robert Taylor Homes. My parents lived there and they were raising uh, eight of us. And then in the summertime, my father and mother, they had stepchildren, so all together, 13 children was in a, in a three bedroom apartment, but we had a ball coming up as children. And so I was very active in the community. And I, real, I had some problems and some of my, my friends had problems with CHA, not having enough ac uh, activities for the, the youth in the community, not a whole lot to do. Although we played softball, but in the wintertime, there wasn't hardly anything to do. There was no place to go. It was too cold to go outside after school, you know. So we, we got together and started protesting CHA and complaining, you know, and, and uh, Metcalf came to a meeting and I was real bold and I went up to him and I said, Alderman Metcalf, and he was running for Congress at that time because that was in 1970, I'm 15 years old. And I was just as bold as I can be. And he said, young lady, who are you? And where is your mother and father? And I said, well, my father is at work and my mother is at home cooking dinner. He said, well, I want to meet your parents. Honey, he put me in his car and drove me home and to meet my parents. And I walked in, the, by that time my father had gotten home from work because he worked a seven to three shift. And so he saw that Metcalf was behind me and he said, uh-oh. <laughs> because you know back then when the young people acted out in the community the, the the adults would bring them home you know and when an adult bring you home then you're in trouble, you're in trouble you know and so Metcalf said oh no 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 it's not like that I said thank you <laughs> and so he said no I wanted to meet your parents Maddie's parents because she was very uh she, she was she was participating in my my meeting uh, she had a lot of questions. She sat in the front row like she was in charge, you know, and I had my, I was still wearing my pigtails and I had my gym shoes on and my blue jeans, you know. And so ever since then, Metcalf and I became friends um, throughout college. He mentored me. Uh, I even became a congressional, a paid congressional intern in 75 in his DC office for a semester. Okay. That's wonderful. So Metcalf, yeah, Metcalf was, uh, I mean, he was like my second father. We were very, very close. So, so, so this is a great story. So you got involved in politics, uh, yeah. connecting with, with Ralph Metcalf as alderman of the right. third ward, and then, of course, as congressman. Right, and right. Five years after that first encounter, you ended up in Washington as a paid intern. <laughs> right, right. And I was asked to join his staff in D.C. after I graduated from uh, Monmouth College in Monmouth, Illinois. Right. But my parents were having a fit. They said, girl, you know, that's too far for you. And you're too young to be moving to Washington, D.C. I said, oh, mama, you know, I'm having a fit and everything. So, so I wind up staying in Chicago and working. And next thing you know, I was in grad school down in Mississippi, down in Jackson State University. 
and the rest is history. I got down there and started getting involved in politics and the school was getting ready to run me out off the campus, you know, and so I was, um, woo, I was something else coming up. You're, you're an activist. I was an activist big time, big time. You know, just like the young people, the Black Lives Matter and all of them protest. Well, I've done all of that stuff, you know, and folks look at me and says, well, come and join us. You're not doing nothing. I said, you have no idea <laughs> what I've done in the past and you have no idea what I'm doing now. You have no idea. And so, um, so yeah, I, I do believe that if you want to make a change in the community, you got to roll up your sleeves and get involved. You can't sit on the sideline and complain all the time. That's the problem with people today. They, they complain to one another too much and no one has any kind of suggestions or recommendations to offer. And so we just need to hear from people. So, that's what what you're doing. what you're encouraging is civic engagement that people should engage their elected. We must, we must, we must, and and, and yes, ma'am. And we have to encourage our younger people, even in seventh and eighth grade, sixth grade, get involved civically. You know that's what I did. I got involved civically, so that by the time I turned eighteen, I was ready to vote. I knew. Um, I knew somewhat about the legislative process because I did spend a lot of time with, with the elected, the local, state, and national elected officials. And so I was just, I was one of those different people who started really, really early in life in terms of politics and in government. You know, I wind up, after I graduated from college, I wind up working for the city of Chicago. So I am a retiree of, from the city of Chicago. And now I'm in the state general assembly. I'm in the general assembly now. There you go. Well, that's, that's definitely a career to be proud of. So your, your, your suggestion to the party would be to try to engage our Democratic voters across the county, um, yes. either in a ward by ward or maybe region by region basis to kind of hear what they're thinking and, and uh, what their concerns are. I'm thinking so. And I'd like to see us uh, reach down and, uh, and figure out how to engage our fifth, sixth, seventh graders. You know, you sit there and talk to young people that young, they have some great ideals. They have some great ideals, not only dealing with how, the, how they feel, the, how the community uh, uh, should be, but some of these kids are so smart, you know, technology, science, these kids are winning all kinds of science fairs. You know, I'm in and out the schools a lot. Sometimes I'm, I am a judge at, um, at, at science exhibits and science fairs. And these kids are just, they're brilliant. They really are brilliant. You know, it's just that we, we focus on too much of the negative end of the kids, the violence, although we, we must focus on that as well, but we need to pay a little bit more attention towards our, our young people who are actually out here trying to do something. We need to find them, engage them and get them involved. Well, it's surely true that the mainstream media uh, focuses on the negative in terms of our young exactly. And exactly. we have to be careful not to fall in that trap ourselves. Well, listen, yes. we're very grateful that you were able to join us today. Uh, is there anything, anything you want to leave us with as, as we uh, kind of close out our interview here? Well, I'd like to thank the people of the 20th Ward for putting their trust in me, uh, electing me as committeeman of the 20th Ward. I'd like to especially um, 
uh, thank the people for coming out to vote during the primary and then increase their, they increased their numbers in November and the 20th Ward is getting back on track. I remember when Cecil Partee was the committeeman, he was the alderman, then the committeeman. And when he was a state senator, he still was, he continued as committeeman. And I remember when the ward was just such a great, fabulous, one of the top wards, actually one of the top black wards in the, in the city of Chicago. And my goal is to bring this ward back to where it used to be, you know, get the people involved, come out to vote, get involved in community activities. And so that, you know, those are some of my goals. And so I just need the people to be patient, give me some time to get around because I'm juggling a lot of balls. It's an unpaid uh, position, but I don't, I don't care. I, I'm just here for the people. So um, just work with me. That's all I can say. But thank you very much for the opportunity to serve. Oh, thank you, Senator Hunter. We're very grateful that you could join us and we're grateful for your service in Springfield for um, two decades, huh? <laughs> and, uh, oh my God, it makes me feel old. <laughs> although you're new to your position as committee person, you're surely not new to public life. So we're no, very, not. very grateful to you. Thank, thank you, you very for much. joining us. Thank you, Madam President. <laughs>